Hello, ladies, fellas. Welcome to the Flip Ball Frame of Mind podcast. Uh, today we're doing our weekly show recaps and previews, man. So uh, look forward to that, man. Uh, before we get started, man, how you doing? Man, I'm good, bro. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to having these conversations, and we're going to uh, go over who's got the better record, and we're going to keep predicting and just kind of see uh, both of our Super Bowl predictions are probably pretty much in the dumpster at this point. But, yeah, hey, good, fun conversation. I got one team still in it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I ain't got no team in it, man, except my team. <laughs> Bruh, they dropped the ball, man, this week, man. But um but like I said, man, we don't get into it, man. Uh it's definitely cool uh to to go through this playoffs, man. But we gotta shout out our sponsors before we get into it, man. Uh off the ball network, man, our first sponsor, man. These are some great guys, man. Great platform for us to be on and discuss our topics, man. Um we got a link in our description, man. Check out the network, man. They got anything you want. Uh, basketball season is heating up, man. So if you're into that, check it out, man. Some dudes on there that know the game and really kind of shape my opinion too sometimes. I'm like, man, I didn't know that. Uh, but definitely glad to be a part of the team. Um, and then we got Bet US, man. Um, one of the oldest sports books on the market, man. Check them out, man. There's a link in our description, man. They start you off with some free bets, man. Also, if you have trouble with gambling, man, and you need some help, they offer that too. So you got to shout that out as well. Um, we are everywhere. Uh, check us out all over the place, wherever you get your uh, your podcast from. We're everywhere. So uh, just type in a football frame of mind podcast. Or a football frame of mind, ain't nobody got our name, so we're going to pop up all the time, man. It's a football field as our uh, picture, man, so it's universal, so uh, check it out. Uh, also, we got a store, man. It's cold out here, man. It's cold in the south, so get you a hoodie, man. It's nice. It's soft. It's everything you want. In a hoodie, man. So, and then give us some feedback on other stuff we can add to the store, man. Um, we appreciate it, man. So, also, we appreciate all the attention we're getting on our shorts, man. That's really our bread and butter, man, when it comes to how we're doing the podcast. So, uh, give us some feedback on some topics, man, that we could do, man. Let us know uh, how we can improve. Feedback is everything when you're a podcast, man. You're a content creator, I mean. So, uh, we appreciate that, man. So, uh, look, man, let's get into it. Let's get into it, man. I know you got a lot to say about <laughs> my picks because they didn't work out as well as I would hope. So I think we should start off with the AFC. And since you just want to talk about that, I mean, we might as well address the big white elephant in the room. And that's the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Man, look, I didn't expect – look, I picked Houston to win this game, but I did not anticipate them to struggle on offense like that. Yeah. And I did not anticipate C.J. Stroud to torch them like he did. Man, he has got ice in his veins, man. He was through for – I think – let's see right here. He's completed 16-21, almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he picked them apart. 
this defense just couldn't get anything going. Uh, I really wanted to see Joe Flacco have a really good game. Uh, he threw for over 300 yards, man, but those turnovers are really come back to bite you in the butt, especially with a hot young team like this. Uh, man, they are playing with a fire lit under their butt right now. And, uh, man, they've got Baltimore next week. And I know me and you have had this conversation outside of the podcast. That, that's probably going to be the game to watch this weekend for sure. So, I mean, congrats for Cleveland at least getting a season together without having Deshaun Watson all season. But, man, even bigger congrats to the Houston Texans, man. First year, D'Amico Ryans, man, 45-14, great quality win. And now the real test comes up. We have to play Lamar in Baltimore. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a tough game, man, um, for Cleveland, man, because I don't think that they thought that they would have this trouble. But one of the things that I see from the game, from just looking at the flow of it, was that they couldn't run the ball at all. Like they couldn't establish the run at all, man. And when you're when you plan a, a young team, you know, you wanna keep them off the field, you know? Like a team that's young like the Texans, man, they have so much firepower, man, just off of energy alone. Like, yo, we just out of playing. So you wanna kinda keep that on the sideline, man, and then force them to kind of make mistakes in a sense. Uh, but you're right, man. Those turnovers hurt, man, because when you look at all the stats together, man, uh, I mean, time of possession is not that big of a difference. It's only 35 minutes to 24 minutes for the Texans, right? But the Texans really just use their time of possession efficiently, you know, because they actually are the lower of the time of possession. So that lets you know that they running down the field, scoring, getting points, wherever it is, field goal, touchdown, they finish in their drives. And, you know, you could look at maybe the time of possession for the uh, for the Browns as they were struggling to get down the field. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a good win, man. Like I said, we, we said that the Texans would be kind of the dark horse, man, uh, in this in this uh in that AFC South, right? And they showed it, man. They showed it, man. And they used it. They using all of their assets, man. I was really impressed to see not just CJ Stroud and his poise. I wasn't really I knew he had that dog in him, but I was more excited to see how the running game went, man. Like five yards a carry, man, for uh Devin Singletary. Like that's really good. That's really good. So, you know, quarterback's best friend is a running game. So getting five yards a pop, just keeping the defense honest, I think that helped a lot, man. So congratulations to them, man. I'm honestly glad we didn't have to play Cleveland because, bruh, ugh, man, that would have been – that's a tough one because it's a team that know you. You played them twice already. And I think we split it this season. So they, they could beat us, you know. So I don't know. And then Flacco, like, he coming back to play us. Like, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to see that at all because I knew he was going to play with some fire and everything. But, you know, I look forward to the matchup with uh with Baltimore, man. It's going to be interesting, man. I think we got to get after – um we definitely got to get after uh, Stroud, man. But we'll get into that game. That's one of the – the preview. So uh the game I want to talk about out of this whole thing, man, 
is what about the Eagles, man? Bruh. Ooh. Bro, that was that was tough to watch, man. Like yeah, man. that's gotta be one of the biggest implosions. Just like over this last month or so, it's gotta be one of the biggest implosions in NFL history. Just like what a fall from grace to say you were the NFC's representative last year and you bring back pretty much everybody, damn near everybody. Yeah. And to start the season, the Eagles were looking like the clear cut favorite. You were looking really good. I was looking really good. And I don't remember the exact game, but I remember me and you talking about it. And me and you said, like, man, this could become an issue if, if they don't address it. And it didn't become addressed. And then they – they, I don't even understand how they got – they got out of the regular season. And I'm like, man, like, I think, like, they could still beat the Bucks, But I did not see a nine-piece – as anything that they should have been doing, man. They gave up 32 to Tampa. They made Baker – hey, I mean, look, you know what me and you said last week? Baker wins this game, Baker's going to get paid. Hey. Baker freaking threw over 300 yards, almost 350 yards and three touchdowns, man. I mean, Rashad White ran for almost 100 yards. Man, they just seemed like they were running and gunning. Like, they look really good for sure. But, man, I – I don't know what's the bigger thing. Are the Bucks like that good or are the Eagles just that bad? And I'm starting to lean like the Buccaneers are a good team, but man, that Eagles defense was atrocious. Yeah. Especially compared to like what the standard they played to last year. Uh it sucks, man. We don't even know Sirianni's coming back after all this. I mean, I would think they would retain him, but there are some talks about man, like I don't know for sure, but I agree with you. It definitely didn't go the way I expected. Nah, man. Um, a shout out to Devontae Smith, the fellow Bama player, man. He balled out eight for 148, man. He was like, I ain't finna lose. Not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he balled out, man. But you know what? I did say Jalen Hurts shouldn't have to pass that much, man. And for real, he didn't have a bad game. I think this is yeah. all defense, bro. That's defense, bro. Yeah, this is all defense, man. They just couldn't put the ball in the end zone either. It didn't help nobody, but still. I mean, you shouldn't be giving up 32 to Tampa. Yeah, man, but here's the thing, man. They got they were 0 for 9 on third down all game. Oh, that's not a good look. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then you go for it on fourth down and you miss it two times. So, I mean, like. Man, nothing really, nothing screams out. But I mean, when you look at their time of possession, man, I really like time of possession because in games like this, sometimes that's exactly what you need. But mm -hmm. if, if the other team ain't on the field offensively, uh, that's a good thing because they can't really score on you unless you turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but actually, this game was pretty clean. I don't think anybody turned the ball over. No fumbles lost or no interceptions thrown. So, you know, it's not a terrible thing, you know what I'm saying? But when you can't convert on third down, man, not not Put your defense on the field too long. Yeah, man. But one thing that, that needs to be addressed in the offseason, man, is running the football. Because we've seen all year with the Eagles, man, especially throughout that second half, that they couldn't run the ball at all. At all. I mean, we look at some of our fantasy games. How many points did uh, Swift get any of us? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was up and down. Like he'd have a really good week, and then it would just drop. He'd drop like twenty two, and then it would drop off to like six. It was very inconsistent. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of those like games where he busted out for twenty because he was hitting them in the passing game, not running. Exactly. Like, and I mean, you have a guy that is only averaging three yards a carry. Mm-mm. Like he's done that a lot throughout this season. So it's not like, you know, whatever. So I don't know if you have to fix the the lineman because I you need really a bell cow. Yeah, man. I just or he's just not a guy that can run between the tackles. Because in my opinion, when I watched him at Georgia, it was a lot of sweeps. It was perimeter runs that really set him off. You know what I'm saying? Because he was so fast, right? And he can get to the edge, but as far as running between the tackles, man, maybe that's just not his thing. You know what I'm saying? And with uh, a lot of running backs available, you know, coming up. Derrick Henry's available. Yeah. That might have to be something you do. Yeah, because the offensive line to me is not that bad. Not but you up. lost your, but you're losing your your captain on offense with freaking Jason Kelsey retired. That's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. But I mean, it's time, man. I mean, you he didn't play a long time. Like people, he's been there since Andy Reid was there. Yeah, so you already know it's it's that time, man. Like he got other endeavors to worry about, man. Uh, and he's doing other things, Family Guy. You know what I'm saying? So he has to. Really consider all of that, you know what I'm saying? And fun maybe to win another Super Bowl because he does have one. Uh, but it's all right, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no big deal about retiring because they can find a guy to be a center or they can find a really good center to fill that void. Like maybe not in terms of leadership, but in terms of really being able to play, man, he, he can definitely do his thing. They they gonna they gonna be all right. I just want to know one how they gonna fix the defense because that was really bad, and then how are they gonna fix the hole in the offensive line because Jalen Hurts hasn't played bad this season in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he was worth. Most I think he was worth the extension they gave him because they didn't lose a lot of games because of him. Because a lot of times you know he's not a quarterback that's gonna beat you to bring you back in the game. His game is not like that, you know what I'm saying? But as far as keeping the chains moving and ball control offense, man, he can do that. And he can beat you downfield too, so it's not like that. But what I'm saying is you can't be playing from behind with him because his level of passing just ain't there yet. So you have to fix that on defense because there's some games where they have – been having to score 40 points, man. And me, me and you know, in the SEC, he wasn't that kind of quarterback. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And even when he went to Oklahoma, it wasn't really like that. Because when he got down against y'all, what happened? Nothing. Couldn't come back, right? Because it's hard to do that. Now, you know, he's getting better and better, but it's just not, it's just he's not built like that. So this team has to play, has to get better, man. But Enough about the Eagles, man. Let's give the Buccaneers some some luck, man. Because Baker, bro. Because Baker, man, this is the player that I think the Browns thought they was drafting, man. And mm-hmm. 
I don't really put that on him, the failures with the Browns. I don't really think so. I think it was just the culture, man. It's just not a good culture, man. I don't know. Maybe it was different when they was in uh, Cleveland the first time, and, like, that was the original Cleveland Browns team. So the culture was kind of, like, different. You know, it was really the dog pound, right? But this new era of the Browns, it's just they can't get out of their own way, it seems like. They've It's had, always something. yeah, they like, think about it. When the Browns got their team back, man, like, I know it's off topic, but, like, when the Browns got their team back in, like, the 2000s, right, they ain't really had no identity. Like, No, just, they were pretty much like an expansion team, but they were an old team, but pretty much like an expansion team. yeah, no, and then fast forward till now. It's the same when they got Baker. It was the same thing. No identity, right? And Baker seemed like he was trying to help them get an identity, but they was like almost hating on him. Like, you know, It was like they were trying to suppress him and like his personality and like the way he played. Like it just felt like there was always more negative. Like they they would never praise him, especially after he led them to the playoffs, got them a playoff win for the first time, and it didn't even seem like they were even really caring. yeah, man, like, and He just I feel. needs a little support, bro. If you show that you support him, like he's all in, like. Yeah, man, like, you go, like, through a couple coaches there, you know, between him starting and all of that, and then, you know, you win, and you act like a winning quarterback's not going to get a lot of commercials. It's going to happen. He just went to the playoffs, man. He literally just went to the playoffs for a Cleveland Browns team that hadn't won anything in the last 20 years, you know, 30 years, honestly. So. You're going to have commercials. So, like, they making fun of him. Like, oh, another Baker commercial. Like, he's not really playing. Like, bro, he literally just succeeded. And then, you know, I feel like when he was with them, you know, losing, you know, a guy with a chip on his shoulder not going to like to lose, man. And I just feel like the culture, like you said, they were trying to force him to be, I guess, a company guy. And Baker's not like that, man. Baker, No, no, he's not. Baker is not a not a company guy at all. So, but now fast forward to him getting traded from there and then finally finding his home in Tampa Bay. I feel like this is a perfect spot for him, man. Like <laughs> one mm -hmm. thing, like not to compare him to Tom Brady because they're pretty much apples and oranges, except for one thing. They have the biggest chip on their shoulder. Of any quarterback I've ever seen. Like anytime I think about Tom Brady, I think about the chip on his shoulder. Like every it seemed like every year Tom Brady was trying to prove something to somebody or himself, maybe. And that's the same thing I feel about Baker Mayfield with Tampa Bay right now. When Tom Brady came there, he was like, I'm trying to prove something. And then when Baker gets there, it's like, man, look, I know I'm a good quarterback. So I'm trying to prove to not only myself that I'm good, but everybody else. And he's looking like it's really it's like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I don't think the team, you know, is like outstanding, but they have a lot of outstanding pieces that make a really good team. You know, on defense, I really like uh, I really like David. I like David a lot, man. Uh, he's one of those guys that I really watch at linebacker, man.
and then Antoine Winfield. I really like him, man. He just he's he's a good. Yeah, Devin White, exactly, man. So them guys just know how to ball. So I like their defense a lot, man. But offensively, man, it just they did exactly what they were supposed to do. You know, they played to their strengths, man. They ran the ball really well, actually. And then Baker ain't make no turnovers. No, you just you, you ball control and they ain't make no turnovers. So shout out to them, man, getting this win, man. Because I feel like this was huge for the playoffs. Because if yeah. the Eagles get there, I don't know if they make it past the next round. I don't even know who they'll mm-hmm. play in the next round, but I know yeah. but I know it probably wouldn't be pretty. Because mm-hmm. because the team seemed like they was already defeated anyway. But you see that last touchdown though that uh, the the Bucks scored, like it was it was crazy. Like Baker was getting pressured and he just threw it up there. And Godwin just found the ball. That's, but that's but that's Baker, bro. And I think that's what's really benefited him. There were no expectations. Like, remember when – so he went to Carolina. It didn't work. He got traded to the Rams. No expectations. And look what happened. Now he's going to a team, Tampa, who has more talent, got a good defense. He's got weapons. No expectations. Nobody – me and you did not expect them. Did me and you pick them – Damn, I think we picked them to be like the worst freaking team in the division. Now I feel dumb. And, dude, credit where it's due, man. No expectations, and he balled out. And I'm really proud of him, man. I hope he gets a nice paycheck. Look, I know they play in the same division as the Saints, but I've been wanting to see him succeed since he was in college, man. It just seemed like he just couldn't find the right situation, and I feel like this could be the right situation for him for sure. I agree, man. I'm I'm actually excited, man. One more thing. Uh, before we get into this last game, because we already know where we're going with it. But I was actually um, excited about Ty Bowles, man, uh, being able to get a playoff win, man, because it, it was tough, man. You know, he had a winning team with the with the Jets, right? And then they just fell off when they uh, drafted Darnold, right? And then they yep. fired him for... Adam Gase. <laughs> and, that was, and that was even worse, bro. That's what's crazy about that. That was the worst. That was like... Um, it fired him for Mr. Googly Eyes. Yeah, man. And then, like, then he gets the deepest coordinator job with, uh, with the Bucks, man. And then the uh, mm-hmm. parent to... Uh, what's the name? Uh, Bruce Arians. Yep, there you go. So, um... Like that was cool, man. I'm glad to see him finally get a get a playoff win. Uh, and that's all right, man. Like I said, they go in the next round. I don't know who they play. I think it's the Forty Niners, maybe, maybe. Let's see. I don't know. They no. So the uh, the Bucks are playing the Lions, which is probably gonna be the next thing we talk about. But yeah, they're going to Detroit to play at them. Okay, okay. No, it's a good matchup. I like it. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Man, but this last game of our of our recap from a wild card weekend was the Cowboys and the Packers. Yo, tell mm-hmm. me when I'm telling lies. That <sighs> is a quarterback that knows how to clean up his own mess. When I told you, you that, when I told you that in the preseason, I told you. He is a quarterback that's good at cleaning up his own mess, right? Dude, but this dude, mess was two 
this mess was too much because he caught. Oh, man. I don't even have to see the rest of the stats, bro. The, the fact that he threw the ball 60 times, 60, that's already alarming. 60 times, bro. Like, but, but you know what? I don't really get – I'm not – that's not the stat that's alarming to me. The stat that's alarming – I mean, 60 is a lot, but they was behind a lot too. So you mm -hmm. can't really run the ball too much when you're down like 40 points. <laughs> but, you know – the stat that's alarming to me, man, is the fact that they got 500 yards of offense. <laughs> Dude, Romeo Dobbs, six catches for 151 yards, bro. He freaking torched them. Yeah, they have. <laughs> but that's the thing. The Cowboys have 500 yards of offense, and they and only they scored 32 points. <laughs> That doesn't compute well to me. Five hundred. No, when you got five hundred yards of total offense, I better win the game. You gonna have like forty points, maybe more than that. And forty damn near fifty points. Yeah, but they had the Packers had four hundred yards of offense. <laughs> they scored forty eight points. They made I, the they made the most of their opportunities, though, man. I mean. They got in the end zone. Yeah. Jones had three touchdowns. Love had three touchdowns. Like, I mean, they knew how to score. Like, and it's not even the fact that he had three touchdowns, bro. It's the fact that he almost went 100% as far as passing. He did. 60 for 21, bro. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> crazy, bro. Crazy. <laughs> And then, look, what's even worse about this whole thing is the fact that while you're getting torched by Jordan Love, which we never saw coming, <laughs> you gave up five yards of carry to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. And, he and got three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. That's crazy to me, man. That is That's... six touchdowns already, bro. That's 36 points coming from your quarterback and your running back. That's Crazy, and then you throw in the fact that I think they had a pick six in this game too. Like, come on, man, what's going on, man? And then the mm -hmm. elephant in the room, obviously, you bring up Dak's sixty passing attempts, right? But at the same time, bro, dude, what you gonna do when you down by that much? I mean, and two picks down, didn't help. That's for sure. Like, yo, they was down twenty-seven to seven at halftime. Okay. So he knew he was got to go guns blazing in the second half. Right. But in, but this is more about the defense, bro, because when they came in from the, from the third quarter, they gave up 14 more points. That's crazy. Up. The fact that that defense even gave up that many points to start with. That's yeah, the crazy thing. Man. And that was kind of the – I guess that was one of the things that people was really liking about the Cowboys was their defense. Their defense. Yeah, like I feel, I felt like if they played a better game on defense than offense, they could be okay because that would mean that you're affecting Jordan Love. But man, they didn't touch him at uh, all. That dude probably had a clean jersey at the end. Yeah, of the man, like yo, and Jesus, man. But this was this was shocking to me, man. I didn't. Neither one of us saw that coming. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, but man.
That that was a good game, dog, for for the Packers anyway. Uh, I was actually uh, excited to see uh, Jordan Love play, you know, because I I didn't really think they was gonna make the playoffs for real, um, this year, because I was like, oh, you know, his new guy is finally his job, right? But I, I, one positive I remember saying in the preseason was that uh, Lafleur had to kind of conform his offense to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So he just gonna not going to listen and he's going to do what he want to do. But I felt like with Jordan Love, he could kind of conform his offense to Jordan Love. He didn't have to really no bend, no back talk for real. He can mold him into the quarterback that he want to do. Mm -hmm. And, yo, it's looking good, man. Looking good. And for real – if you really look at Jordan Love, man, as like the whole season is concerned, man, he's really played pretty good this year. I mean, like, like, dude, like if he's not a pro bowler, if, I don't even know how they do it. But in my opinion, 4,100 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a 96 passer rating screams pro bowler to me. Maybe when we grew up, that's that screen Pro Bowl. I don't know about you, but that look that sound pretty good to me. So I man, it's I, a good thing for his first season as a starter. I mean, I don't know if it's Pro Bowl worthy, but man, that's a hell of a good season for a guy who hasn't started a full season yet. Exactly, man. That's that was pretty cool, man. So, but yeah, man, definitely one of the craziest uh, wild card weekend games that I've been a part to watch, man, because. Like, I, that took me for a loop. Didn't even expect it, man. So, before we get into the uh, the preview, man, of the next round, uh, let's review our, our records, man. Let's see what we got here. See what we got. Right. I don't even know how so, I did. I think I saw So, our first game, first game we had was Cleveland and Houston. You picked Cleveland. I picked Houston. So, that's one for me, zero for you right now, zero one. We both picked Miami to win, so we both took the loss on that one, unfortunately. So I'm 0-2. So, okay, 1-1. One one. We both picked Dallas, so we both took another L on that one. Okay. We both picked Detroit to get the win. So that makes – so you 1-3 – Two and two for me, okay. And then we both picked Buffalo to beat the Steelers. Yeah. Mike okay. Tomlin is fucking awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin is so awesome, man. And then I picked Tampa and you had picked Philly. Yeah. So four and two and then two and four. But, I mean, it could have went either way, bro. I mean, we were both on the fence about the Cowboys, but, I mean – I think we were just going with the safe pick right there. Nah, man, I, I feel like I feel like we was confident on the Cowboys. I feel like we we talked we talked about it, and I feel like we both were saying that the Cowboys had the better team, and we yeah. that maybe that their depth and them being really good and more established than the Packers will give them the edge. Man, I felt like maybe this was Dak Prescott's time, man, and then poof. Back to that press got last year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in the year before, in the year before, before and so honestly, <laughs> he didn't really change nothing, man. So 
I like I'm cool. I'm cool with my picks, man. I I, I stand on them, man. My Super Bowl picks are completely destroyed. So um yeah, so all right. So two and four are going in this week. All right, so let's get into round two, the divisional round preview, man. So uh we can start off with uh yeah, we start off with the, the Ravens, man. They're the number one seed, my Ravens are the team to beat, man. So my thing is hopefully we can use this time to just get back to what we do, man. Not change nothing for real. Just go out there and play our game. So I'm going with the Ravens, man. That's my pick. Um, you know how it goes, man. I like CJ Stroud, man. And we played him early in the season. So he's come a long way from then. So uh, I want us to get after him, man. Like just put to put his face in the turf grass, whatever we got. Uh, just tackle him all the time. Just no matter what it is, man. I ain't saying hurt the dude, but we gotta let him feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's a different ball game. So um, I'm looking forward to it, man. My keys to the game, if I had to say anything, would probably be Lamar Jackson's turnovers. And third down, you know what I'm saying? I know it's kind of like a, a cop-out, whatever, third downs, but it's really important, man. If we can't keep our defense fresh like we've been doing all year for real, then we're going to be in trouble, man. But the third downs and Lamar Jackson's turnovers, man, because that was my whole thing coming into this season. I told you that's why I really didn't pick the Ravens to go to Super Bowl because last year – or even before, even the years after Lamar Jackson uh, won the MVP, it was like turnovers were the biggest issue. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know what I'm saying? We would be killing people and then turnovers, keep them right in the game. So my thing is, so far this season, the turnovers have been down a lot, which may mean success. So, But I'm actually going with the Ravens, man. That's my squad. I'm going with the Ravens, man, since – I ain't got no Super Bowl picks left. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think off top, the advantage goes to Baltimore because they're in Baltimore. And I feel like they play they play really good on the road, but I feel like they play really good at home too. Uh, Thank I think my biggest thing, my biggest thing to look out for is pass rush. If they do not get in that backfield with him, he will pick them apart. I promise you. That's not even like up for debate. Hit, they've got they are a quick team, just like you said before. They can score in a hurry. And if you're not getting pressure on him, he's gonna make that secondary freaking he's gonna torch them. Uh I I think Baltimore is questionably the best team in the league. Uh for sure the best team in the AFC for sure. Uh, I love Lamar. Uh, I hope he does get another MVP. And I would love to see him get a Lombardi. But I feel like I've been on the Houston bandwagon all year. And if I got to take a game where I'm going to take a risky one and go all the way, I'm going to pick Houston, man. Uh, I'm not the most confident in it, but I feel like if there's anybody in the AFC that could stun Baltimore, I think Baltimore can handle Kansas City. I think Baltimore can handle Buffalo. I just think Houston's just kind of a different team on a different mission. Like, I don't know if they're built to make it to the Super Bowl in year one. I don't necessarily think that, but if, like I said, if they don't get pressure on C.J. Stroud, this game's going to go down to the wire for sure. I think Lamar 
I don't think Lamar's going to have issues with turnovers. I think he's going to be able to lead them up and down the field. Uh, but if Houston's defense plays anything like they did against Cleveland last week, then it'll definitely be an interesting game. Uh, more than likely, Baltimore gets the win just because I think they're more loaded. It's a home game. Lamar's playing on a different level. But I'm going to go with the risky pick. I'm going Houston to stun the uh, Ravens. No, why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's horrible, man. That's a horrible pick. You should just pick the Ravens, man. At least you could have went down with me if it happens, man. <laughs> it's horrible, man. I, I, keep, uh, I keep bringing up – I think my main thing is because that Tennessee game still in my memory bank, and obviously you guys are not the I same agree. team. They're not the same team. A lot's changed, and I think they're in a much better place. But like me and you have said, anytime you get that bye week, dude, there are so many other tangibles that can come up. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I'm going to bank on that, man. That extra week may hurt them for sure, but we'll wait and see. Well, all right. So 19 was like, uh, dude, it was a vibe, man. It was, it was, we was out killing everybody, bro. Like we was killing everybody <laughs> and we peaked like too early. Yeah, we peaked like in the middle of the season or the third quarter of the season. Like, so that's where we really peaked at. And then, you know, we won like a lot of games in a row, bro. Like after that second loss, we won a lot of games, bro. And maybe it was some things that we weren't doing right, right? And you get into the game and it's like, well, we've been doing this all season. Tennessee not they Tennessee does the things that we need to do right. All that's what they play like. They're gonna run the ball. And we didn't do that later in the season for real. Like we was just kind of making highlight plays with Lamar and then just suffocating people. But then they did the same thing to us. Like they just suffocated Lamar and that was it. Like that was it. Like once they got up to like twenty one something, that was it, bro. It was done because we couldn't really do nothing because we really didn't have the offensive weapons that we have this year. So when we get into a dog fight like that, you can't really get out of it because you ain't got no weapons. I mean, we had maybe Marquise Brown. He was sort of hit or miss. Um, but after that, that was it, man. It really wasn't no serious pass threat weapons except for Mark Andrews. You know what I'm saying? But that's it, you know? And now – this year, I think it's a little different. I think uh, we got a lot more weapons. Um, Zay Flowers, we got Odell, um, and uh, I want to say Bateman, too. I think he's still on there. Um, then you end up having, you know, our Swiss Army Knife took veterinary player of the year and Pat Ricard. He plays fullback and linebacker. So what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? But you know what? He is a perfect uh, inline like tight end hybrid, so he'd be springing Lamar on them runs, springing the running backs because they really can't account for him because he's a damn good catch. He can catch the ball. He got some good hands too. So um, you know, like so, I think he's a big piece. You got a weapon like him, and then you add Dalvin Cook to the thing. You know, I don't expect him to have like a big role in the game. But I expect him to kind of be a change of pace. You know what I'm saying? You obviously got Gus Edwards back there. 
So a change of pace and running back would be real good. So I'm thinking it'll be nice. That's the difference between 19 and this year. We got way more offensive weapons to attack a, a defense, man. So uh, like I said, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, we, I said all year, we have a Super Bowl defense. And we showed it this year. We got a Super Bowl defense. I told you, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith were the best duo in the league, hands down. Like, nobody sideline and sideline is better than those two. So, I hope that they pay this man as soon as the season over. Hell, you could pay him now because <laughs> you can't let him go for nothing, man. That's one of them LSU dudes that I really, really like. Man, I like them. That's nasty, bro. Man, I liked them at LSU. I was like, dude. Then my Ravens got them. I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will take Patrick Queen, man. But I got my Ravens winning this one. I ain't going to pick no score, though. No, I'm not doing that. I don't like doing that. I can't do that, man. I don't ever know. But, uh, but what what game in this division round you looking forward to, man? Well, I mean, we got four to talk about, but I mean, if I gotta say, like, it might be the most intriguing matchup, man. It's got to be Kansas City and Buffalo, man. Uh, Buffalo is on a hot streak right now, bro. They've reeled off about five or six in a row, and the Chiefs actually showed up last week. The Chiefs actually got a win that I neither one of us was really sure they were going to get. Uh, Honestly, bro, I'm going Buffalo. I feel like if there's going to be a year, Josh Allen's going to get the best of the Chiefs. Like, I've, I've been picking against the Chiefs all year. I'm going to keep doing it here, man. I think Buffalo is, like, really hot right now. I think Josh Allen's playing with a lot of confidence. And I'm just – I'm still not sold. I mean, it's hard. A lot of people are never going to pick against the Chiefs. I just think Buffalo's playing better ball right now. It was impressive that they were able to contain Miami's offense last week. But, man, I – I got to go Buffalo, man. I think Josh Allen, I think he's on a mission. I don't know if they make it to the Super Bowl, but, man, I think they're going to get the win this week against the Chiefs. And it's in Buffalo, so. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I don't want to play the Chiefs, man. That's the team I don't want to play. If I'm Baltimore, <laughs> man, like I do not want to play the Chiefs at home on a neutral field. I don't want to play them anywhere because it's like, bro, like <laughs> they got homes, man. Like, like bro. the Chico. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's like with you and Tom Brady when he was there. Did you ever feel like they was out of a game, bro? Oh, they had games where, like, I felt like we might not win. But, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, look, we got this in the back of our pocket. Tom's going to keep us in this game, even if we're down by 25 or more. I mean, I mean, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, like, and that's how I feel about Mahomes. It's like they ain't never out of a game with a dude back there. Like, at the Super Bowl, they <laughs> and that's the scary, And that's the scary part, because I can't even imagine what it would have been like in your shoes playing against us. Especially in the years when, man, we had a really good rivalry with the Patriots and Ravens, and sometimes y'all got the best of us. But man, I know you for you was on pins and needles, just sitting like, man, like I just don't know, like what's about to happen, like. Yeah, because like in the Super Bowl, they just they just won against the Eagles. Like, I didn't think they was gonna lose this game, bro. I was like, ain't no way the Chiefs gonna lose this game because I'm like, they got a whole second half to really figure out what's going on. And then Mahomes going to get a shot for that foot. 
and he is not going to feel it until he get home. And they're going to really ball out for the rest of this game. And that's exactly what happened. So <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, I don't want to play the Chiefs, man. I, I don't want to do it, man. But if I had to pick this game, man, I want to pick Buffalo because I was uh, stationed in Fort Drum, so I know how the snow is up there. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Chiefs or Bills. Josh Allen on the home. Hey, before you make your pick, I'm gonna remind you. Remember that discussion we had a while back? I'm never gonna pick the Chiefs. I'm not no, I'm never gonna pick the Bills for nothing. <laughs> you you might. lost three or four Super Bowls in a row. I am not picking the Bills. <laughs> I'm not trying to sway your decision. It just that was a funny. No, nah, you're right. I'm not picking the Bills, man. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Hey, shots fired to to Bills Mafia. Shots fired. Yeah, man. I'm standing on that. I'm not picking the Bills for anything, man. Lose four Super Bowls in a row. I'm not picking you for anything. I don't care. Four Super Bowls in a row. It's people trying to get to a half a Super Bowl, man. Nobody <laughs> even get to the conference championship. Yeah, that's nobody, a Super Bowl. Nobody, four in a row, man. You telling me you that's the worst luck ever, man. That luck continues to fall. Chiefs win the game. Chiefs will be okay. Not, what do you got for this? Uh, what you got for this Packers and Niners game? Give me your spill. What do you who do you think is going to win? All right, so Packers and it's in San Francisco, so so Packers and uh, and 49ers. All right, so the 49ers obviously got the advantage in terms of star power, man. But you know what? The uh, Not the Packers, but the 49ers got the, the advantage in uh, terms of star power. But the Packers, on the other hand, uh, you know, great win, man. Like, you got a lot of momentum coming out of that wild card game. But you know what? I'm rolling with the 49ers, man, because I feel like their star power is better than their star power. You know what I'm saying? And as much as you want, I can say, oh, well, we did pick the Cowboys to do the same thing. But here's the thing, bro. It's different when you know your quarterback's really probably not going to lose you the game. You know? Like, one thing about Black Purdy is he don't really make mistakes like that. Like, he don't really try to anyway. You know? But I'm actually going to go with the 49ers, man, just because I feel like they got a lot of weapons, and they got they know the Cowboys have some weapons too, man. But Tony Pollard ain't no Christian McCaffrey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Debo Samuel and ain't no uh, uh, Lamb, you know what I'm saying? Like he he gonna he's way more valuable than Lamb is in my opinion because he can run, mm -hmm. he can catch, he can block, all of that. So. I feel like offensively they just got too much for uh, the Packers defense, man. So I'd be surprised if the Packers, uh, you know, stay close in the game because I feel like over the course of the game it's just going to be too much, man. And, I mean, I ain't even starting on defense. I feel like defensively they just going to chase love around, man, which was surprising that that didn't happen against the Cowboys because they got one of the fastest – Pass rushers in the league and uh and uh um uh, uh, yeah so um I don't know man but I think the Forty ers got this one um yeah I think they got that one. yeah okay so uh I think the Packers are gonna make it a game 
But I'll be honest with you, I think Brock Purdy's got a lot to prove, especially after he had that stinker game a few weeks ago. I, I think the guy's a good quarterback, man. And everybody's calling him a game manager, and everybody's saying, oh, you just loaded with talent. I think the, this kid's got ice in his veins, bro. And I think he's got a lot to prove. This is a high-stakes playoff game. You got a shot at the NFC Championship on the line. Uh, Packers are playing really good football. They're kind of in a similar spot like the Bills. They're kind of hot right now. Uh, I think Jordan Love has a good game. But the, the Niners are too loaded, and I just think Brock Purdy is due for a really good game. And I think this could be that game, especially with how many weapons. I just don't see Green Bay. Green Bay has a good defense. But I don't see them being able to contain Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and McCaffrey. It, it's too much, man. And the 49ers defense is really good, especially with the linebackers and pass rush. Like they're a really good team. There's a reason why I picked them to come out of the NFC. Like it, it's gonna be interesting. I think the Packers could keep it within 21, but I, I don't see the Niners getting stopped here. I I've got the Niners winning and moving on to the NFC championship game. Yeah, all right, man. Nah, but interesting, interesting. So we only split on uh on the uh we only split on this one. Uh no, we split on split. two games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> nah, I'm just I'm thinking I got me thinking about I'm thinking about what we're talking about, but I'm also thinking about the 49ers have had two defensive coordinators become head coaches, man. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy to me. Like, Robert Sala and uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, you know, so I'm just like, man, I wonder who's next, man. You know, but our defense coordinator on the Ravens is actually is slated to be a head coach somewhere, too. Uh, he got an interview with Atlanta, so. Um, Belichick had a three-hour interview with Atlanta. Sheesh. But you know what? <laughs> I told you. I told you, man. They offensively got I mean, we agreed. Weapons, man, a lot of weapons. So that's the job right there. That's the the best job to have next season because yeah. they're in a spot where they can get another quarterback. If you don't believe in Desmond Ritter, then you're in a spot where you got you can get another quarterback and surround him with weapons. You know, you got some. If you want to move up to try to get the quarterback that you want. You got a couple of pieces that you could possibly and they have the eight and they have the eighth pick, so they're not far off. They can move yeah, up. Man. Like, I don't I don't think every team in the top ten needs a quarterback. I don't think that at all. So it's got three be, teams for sure. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's not crazy on a quarterback run like we've seen before. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna be like eight of those teams or seven of those teams all take quarterbacks. I don't think it's going to be like that because there's some really good players that play other positions. So you might just want to draft the best available and not all the quarterbacks are better than, you know, Jared Burst or Dallas Turner or Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. Like you got other weapons that you could get if you don't need mm-hmm. a quarterback. So I think yeah. but we could definitely look at that as we get into uh, – like our closing argument saying. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I I, I like I like Atlanta. That's my that's the spot. All right. So what uh last game. Bucks and Lions. What a game. What a game, man. It's a good one. 
That's a good one, man. Uh, so all right. So obviously, man, you hate to bet against uh the uh you hate to bet against the Buccaneers, man, because they really balled out against the Eagles, man. But is they well, I don't know. I can't really trust their defense, man. I can't trust the fact that their defense was that bad, man. I just think I don't know. I don't know if Baker was that's that good or their defense was just that bad. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I'm rolling with the Lions, man. I'm rolling with the Lions in this one, man. I'm gonna go with the Lions and keep this train rolling, man. We're gonna pick them to be the winners of the NFC North this year. So uh I'm gonna roll with them, man. Hopefully they can keep this train rolling. And uh yeah, man, we can uh, play against my Ravens in the Super Bowl. We could just suffocate them all game. <laughs> not if y'all got to play the Chiefs. <laughs> we got to play the Chiefs, man. Shoot, the Lions got to play the Chiefs. They going to lose that game too bad. Shoot. No, the Chiefs are going to be on revenge tour because they beat them the first game. Yeah, exactly. See what I'm saying? <laughs> got to keep the Chiefs out at any cost, man. I always – because like bro, I, I don't like Mahomes is just <laughs> like he's on Tom Brady level of like pettiness, bro. Like I just don't. No, lose. he's he's more petty than Tom in my opinion. Like Tom's really petty, but I think Mahomes might have him be like low key. Man, that's like, <laughs> but that's like the level of hate, man. In terms of fandom, like I did not like Tom Brady because I told you it's like. Even when you thought they was gonna lose that game against Atlanta, bro, that Super Bowl, like I was like everybody, like oh Atlanta's gonna win. I was like, dude, no, they're not. It's like y'all just don't know who y'all messing with, bro. I'm like, bro, come on, man, dude. A couple of my teams have lost to Tom Brady in Super Bowls and playoff games, so I already know what the deal is. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not happening. That's the same way I feel about Mahomes, bro. I just. Don't mm. I just don't want him to I don't want him to get nowhere else in his playoffs, man. I just don't because it's gonna be simple, bro. Like once you figure out how to use everybody on the team, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's mm. all this all time Brady did. Like once he figured out how to use Edelman or figure out how to use Danny Whitehead, Wes Welker, then he got Randy Moss, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's already good. And then you lose players. And then Deion Branch leaves, then comes back, and he's really good again. Like, come on, man. Like, what what, what are we going to do here? You know what I'm saying? Once he figures out how to do that, it's over. So I hope he mm -hmm. doesn't figure it out, uh, at least you know, one game or whatever. But I just don't want to – I don't want my Ravens to have to play in bro. I don't. Understandable. No. I, uh, I really like Baker, man. But like you said, like, I think Tampa's got a good team. But I think it's another case like that 49ers game, man. I think Detroit's got too much. Detroit's ultra-talented on defense, man. They are hungry. They are talented. Bro, they get in your like, they get in your stuff, bro. Like, the secondary is good. They've been doing really good in the pass rush. Man, look, we've been talking about this outside of the podcast, but I'm just going to make it known now. Jared Goff is that guy, bro. I did not care for him when he was in L.A. I thought he was overrated. I didn't really care for him. But, man, the level of adversity he had to face to, one, be a, pretty much a, a lottery pick, get traded from the original team to a situation where nothing seemed clear at all. Has a good year, 
whatever, whatever. Another year goes by. They draft Hendon Hooker. So now you're thinking, okay, they're going to replace Jared Goff with Hendon Hooker. Jared Goff goes out and elevates his game again and plays really good football, man. The Lions are that team. We've been talking about this since freaking August. That Detroit is on a different level, man. I think the Buccaneers have a good team. They don't have enough to beat the Lions, bro. I'm sorry. Like, Detroit is on a mission. And their mission is to make it to the NFC Championship game and to try to make it to the Super Bowl. They are loaded. Uh, I like Tampa. I like Baker. They're not getting out of Detroit. And it's in Detroit? Nah. Not happening, bro. That That's that's over with. Uh, give me the lines, bro. Give me the lines by 14 or 21 off top. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think I think the Lions will get this one, man. Well, I'm looking at uh Jared Goff's career stats, man. The dude is if he can, you know, string together some really good years with Detroit, he's trending on like a Hall of Fame career, man. I don't really I don't really look at like awards and stuff for real, although they're important. Yeah, it, well, all right, so I look at All Pro. That's like the award that really stands out to me if we're talking about Hall of Fame cases because that puts you at the top of your uh, position in terms of uh, voting, right? But if you're looking at his thing, 30,000 yards, 185 touchdowns, and only 82 interceptions so far, and a career pass rating almost at 94. That's crazy to me. That's pretty good. This year, he threw for 4,500 yards, 30 yeah. touchdowns, and only 12 picks, dude. His QBR was almost top 10. Like, he he's trending, like, Tell some you. of these years. He's thrown for over 40, almost 4,500 yards in back-to-back years. His last year in L.A., he threw for almost 4,000. Dude, he, like, you're he's right. He's trending on Hall of Fame um, level, man. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a a pro bowler this year. Uh, however that goes, I don't really. Like I said I don't know how the pro bowl works now. If you either it's either you vote for it or they play, but I don't know. They don't know how it works. But it shouldn't even be a game anymore. But I mean, yeah, he's gonna he's, he's trending, bro. I'm telling you, like this looks it looks really good in my opinion. Man. His completion percentages stay consistent. Like he's been hovered around sixty-seven percent. Yeah, the last like, three or four years. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like that's crazy, man. It's like he picked up where he left off last season, where he ended. Like, yeah, like he it's ain't mirror, it's mirror for last year. Yeah, like he literally ain't stopped. So, like I said, man, he's trending on a on a Hall of Fame level, in my opinion, man. So I'm I'm. Excited to see where he goes, man. I really think uh, he's probably going to extend after this season, regardless of what happens. So I look forward to seeing uh, him play, man. And like I said, man, as much as much as I like Matthew Stafford, man, what was the biggest thing for him? Turnovers. True. And in the worst moments, too. Yeah, like that, like it, it was just one of the things that kept them from from winning there was turnovers. Now, don't get me wrong. They had some rough, some rough years, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, turnovers, man, like he's not the most accurate guy, but 
he can give you 5,000 yards, man. You just might have to deal with like 15 or more interceptions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the good thing about Jared Goff. He's not a turnover machine. Like, he only had one year in his career with 19. He threw 16 picks. But after that, you've seen it drop down and kind of stay low. I mean, he's not a turnover machine. And, I mean, now he's in a stable situation. Like, Detroit's a viable – like, look, man, I think – I don't know who we would have picked to make the NFC Championship game before the season, but I feel like we both probably would have said the Niners – and like I feel, it would probably interchange between the Niners and the Eagles, and probably might have had Detroit in that conversation. Like yeah. I mean, they're trending in a really good direction, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So I mean, and just looking at uh, like we can get into um, the you know kind of closing arguments uh with this segment right here, uh, but when you look at the you know. Um, Matt Stafford, I'm looking at his stats too, man. He's a Hall of Fame player too. I mean, I don't know if he's first ballot, but I do think he has a case. I mean, 56,000 yards, you know, 357 touchdowns with 180 interceptions, you know what I'm saying? So um, his passer rating is like 91, but like I said, he's a gunslinger, so I don't expect that to be that high. But the fact that, you know, he has all these touchdowns, man, it's crazy to me, man. <laughs> like, he is good, dude. Like, really good, man. Like, for real. And he's got a Super Bowl, so, you know how Yeah, that, that definitely helps his case. Yeah, it definitely helps his case, man, so. And when they won the Super Bowl, I mean, he had a good year, man, almost 5,000 yards. 41 touchdowns. The interceptions, like you said before, were still kind of high at 17. But, I mean, hey, I mean, he did enough for them to make it to the Super Bowl, and they ended up winning. Yeah, man. So, like I said, man, like, like I said, he averages about 10 interceptions a year. If you look at all his years combined, like, it's literally about 10, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know you're going to get him. It's pretty much like Brett Favre, just not as good. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. You think better? You think better than Brett Favre? I don't know, man. Brett Favre to me cost this team so many chances to win with good teams. Good teams. You know what I'm saying? When I look at Matthew Stafford, I don't really think he cost this team the game because they were bad teams anyway. They were not Super Bowl teams, but. Brett Favre literally had a couple of Super Bowls that he should have won, but literally cost his team the game with his decision-making. And I get it. That's what Brett Favre does. That's how he plays. But at some point, you got to learn your lesson. You got to know that this stuff, this gunslinger stuff is not helping you. So you got to play, got to make better decisions at some point. And when he was later in his career, he was doing the same stuff he was doing. That's the reason why he led the league in touchdowns and interceptions for his career. <laughs> because, well, I mean, you seen his last, you seen his last deep playoff run. You seen what ended up losing them that game. Yeah, throwing across his body across the middle. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. To the same guy who picked off Peyton Manning. Yep. So there you go. You know, um, there you go. You know how how that goes. So I, I think Stafford was way better than uh, than. Uh, Brett Favre, you know, in terms of like 
what he had to deal with. I mean, Detroit was it was tough winning in Detroit, man. It was tough, bro. But he did get them Even to when the he had playoffs. Calvin. He did get them to the playoffs three times, though. So I can definitely say that that's a good thing. You and know? you got to think the NFC North, like when he played, like when when he got drafted like oh nine. I mean, look at it. You had Green Bay, who yeah. just left off the far for not hit Aaron Rodgers. The Bears were respectable with Jay Cutler, and they were really loaded at one point too. Then you look at the Vikings; they had Favre. They interchanged a couple quarters. They always had Adrian Peterson, so they were always in the freaking mix. Like that was a really, that was a really good division. Like how I look at the NFC, the AFC North right now, it's kind of like how I look at the old NFC North at that point. Like just hard nosed, good teams. Like you don't know who's gonna end up coming out on top. Like that's how I feel like they had to deal with. Yeah, man, like that that was one of the toughest divisions in, in football, man. So, you know, you never know, man. Like I said, I, I don't know. I just think when I look at their whole careers, I just thought that that uh, Matthew Stafford was good, way better than what Barb was, especially considering what he had to work with, you know. So that that, you know, your team makes you a better quarterback, man. Sometimes you mm -hmm. just can't, you know, you just can't wing it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like other quarterback, like Tom Brady made his team better, you know, and Stafford did the same thing. But I feel like Brett Favre sometimes made his team a lot worse because some of the stuff he, he had to do, he didn't really have to do that. He had to do that, bro. <laughs> So like some well, I gotta, you gotta respect you gotta respect the gunslinger mentality though. I Ride do. Or die with I do, man, but sometimes, man, you just look yeah, at Yeah, I do agree though, because like they had a few times like when we were younger that like I liked Brett Forbes a lot as a kid. And this is before they even had Aaron Rodgers. Man, I think it was like 05. Was it 05 or 06? They had a really good team and they made it to the NFC championship game and they should have won said NFC Championship game, but just turnovers, man. Like, needless turnovers. Man, I'm telling you. So, that's that's my whole thing. I like, I definitely like, uh, I definitely like um, Brett Favre and Matthew Stafford, man, but dude, I'm telling you, I, I don't like that at all. I don't like the turnovers he made all the time, man. <laughs> it just bothered me so much, man. But, let's get into, um, Let's get into some draft talk, man. Um, uh, before we get into some uh the last part of it, the uh college football talk, man. Uh, but what you think about the draft, man? So we kind of got our our top team sort of sorted out because I think now that the playoffs is over, I mean, not playoffs are beginning and the season is over, the top teams are kind of set. So yeah. I'm looking, I'm pulling up. I got the draft order right here in front of me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking at, too. So, Carolina gave up their first pick to Chicago. The more I think about it, I, do, I don't see the Bears drafting a quarterback here. I, I think I think Chicago's more than likely, if they're going to draft at number one, you're I, – I don't – I feel like if you're not taking Caleb Williams or a quarterback at one, I feel like the Bears are going to trade back for more assets. This is my – because I don't see them taking a skill position player like a Marvin Harrison or something with the first pick. I just don't see it. Uh, I mean, they could do it, but, I mean, you know how, like, seldom that happens. I mean, 
I, I think the Bears are trying to move in a direction where they're trying to set their team up for longevity. Uh, I think the smartest thing here is do trade that first pick. You don't even have you don't even have to trade outside of the top ten. You could probably still stay in the top ten and get hella assets back, draft picks, players, whoever. Uh, I think Washington is a really interesting pick right there. Like I wonder if Washington's going to try to trade into that first spot, being that they're at two. Um. They would have to do it to the point where they don't lose the second pick, though. Yeah. I, I could see the commanders really going hard for Caleb Williams, honestly. Like, I, I could too. I, I think, like, I don't know who they're bringing in as the head coach, but, like, if the Bears don't take him, I really think the commanders go with Caleb Williams. If they get the chance to, for sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's a lot more. I think it's a lot more complicated than people think, man. I think people are looking at Caleb Williams as a guy. Oh, you think his stock's falling still? Yeah, I think once you get into the point where you think about, do I really want to deal with the other shenanigans? That that is true, and now that you mention that, you gotta think the commanders are going in a new regime. Like they fire Ron Rivera, they're trying to go in the right direction. Oh man, but man, it comes back to the conversation me and you had. If he falls, like if he falls, I feel like, I feel like, if, the command, I feel like if the commanders don't take him, I don't see the Patriots taking him, especially with a first year new head coach. I don't think they're gonna go with somebody with that much like question marks. I feel like. Has, They're he, gonna go has he declared for the draft yet? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that I'm aware. Of. I mean, they've I, had I plenty. Mean, I don't. I don't remember the actual report saying he did, but at the same point, I mean, he's been having this whole back and forth banter for like the last few months. So I mean, yeah. Like I was like I was reading something to the point where he uh, was saying that uh, he wasn't gonna um, declare yet if. Chicago was gonna draft him or something like that. I don't think it I think it'll be a horrible idea for him to stay. But it'd be I stupid. Think... It's stupid enough. It's stupid for him to even say not to go to Chicago because Chicago is booming right now. They got DJ Moore at receiver. They got a nice little running back. I mean, they got the ninth overall pick too, which could be a receiver as well. So I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to go there. What you gonna go to Washington? They really don't have – they really don't have – they got Terry McLaurin. And they got Terry McLaurin, Brian Robinson, uh, Curtis Samuel. I think that's really all they have on offense, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, I mean, you could win with that, too. Yeah. Too, if you have the right guy by under center. And then you go to New England. Now, I don't know what New England has on offense, but, I mean, that's not a bad spot because their defense is really good. So you know you're gonna be able to have a good defense while you're there. I mean, I just don't see them taking a chance on him. Like I feel like them not having I, Bill Belichick. Like I feel like they're not gonna take that big of a freaking chance. But I also think that that's a spot for either Michael Penix or Jane Daniels. I think I think I, I've been hearing a lot about not just because I want him to go there, but I've been hearing a lot about Jaden Daniels. Going to the Patriots, I just think it's a really good fit. Just I think his style of play. Up, I think they passed up on Lamar, and that bothered them a lot. So I don't think you would pass up on somebody that's of that same skill set again. I don't think. I so. agree. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Mac Jones. I do. But he needs to be somewhere else uh, just because it's not working. It's not working. Yeah. And don't get me I wrong. Agree. Don't get me wrong. It could have just been Bill Belichick and his lack of offensive philosophy at times. I don't know, man. But I, I don't know. Because I still think, like, that, not that, but um, Mac Jones played really well in that first season, right? He played really well. There were some things that were really good. I don't think that those things could, should just be thrown away. Like, he really played mm -hmm. good. So I, I think he just know. needs to be in a different situation. Yeah, so I don't really know if it's the system or it's just need another change of scenery. I'm not sure because I don't think that that season was just a fluke because he played good that second season too, like before he got hurt or whatever. So I don't really know. I don't know. So that's interesting for me. Like we could do um we can just do like the top five what we think they need. Where where do you see Arizona going here? Um, I already have, I think they're trading Kyler, but like I haven't heard about them drafting a quarterback. I don't think they're trading Kyler, man. I think that last I think the last few games that they had with Kyler when he came back, I think they like, okay, I think we got something here. I don't think I think they kind of renewed confidence in Kyler Murray through those last mm -hmm. few games. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like beating the Eagles was a good stepping stone because he not only played really well, but they won the game. So I feel like he, you know, I think that's really good. I mean, it's hard to find a, a franchise quarterback. And when you draft the guy number one, you don't really need to keep drafting guys as your first pick. They may have did Josh Rosen. And then it's like, oh well, we just we don't want to do that. We want to go for Kyler Murray. And then all right, cool. But do you really want to keep doing that? You know, you really got a guy that can really be really good for you. You just mm -hmm. need to not only treat him with respect, but actually him need to learn how to be a leader. And I feel like if you trade him, you're just making the cycle go around again. Like, he's not accountable for his actions. You know, mm -hmm. if you trade him somewhere else, he's going to probably do the same thing at that place and then be washed out of the league because nobody want to deal with it. So I feel like if you keep him and you just, like, have an understanding, like, no, you're our guy, but you need to act like it. I think they, when you have that kind of conversation, I think it could really go. But that's why I don't mm -hmm. think uh, I don't think that they're going to trade him or anything. I think they're going to have this conversation. Like, what do you need and how do we help you? And this is how you can help us. I think they're going to have that conversation. What well, do you think they go receiver in that spot? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think if Marvin Harrison is available, I would get him. Uh, but I also think that with how Kyle Mary plays and how Marvin Harrison is not a speed demon, I think they go Odunze. I actually think he might be the first receiver taken off the board, in my opinion, because I feel like his speed alone is, like, like really good to me. You know what I'm saying? I think Marvin Harrison has the greatest catch radius of all the receivers in here. I think he can catch anything, everything. But as far as being able to take the top off of defense, I think – you can do it. I don't know if you can put uh, Marvin Harrison in the slot and have him 
really affect a defense like that because I don't think his speed's that elite. But when I think of Oduze, I think his speed at the slot against a linebacker or a safety is elite. He can do that. And he's not bad at catch radius, too. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. also, you know, a sleeper guy is your guy from LSU, man. Don't get neighbors in there, man. Because like I say, it only takes one team to fall in love with you. So if they felt like, man, he was killing SEC secondaries all year, ain't nothing tougher than the SEC. So that could get you somewhere too. You know what I'm saying? Because we've seen it happen a bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? A guy playing the SEC, they draft him just because. He played down there. Like, he played against the toughest competition, man. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work sometimes, but then sometimes it does. You never know. So, but as far as the next team on this, the Chargers, man, um, they don't need a quarterback. I would think they go receiver, bro. Again, though? I mean, well, this is the thing. You took Johnson last year. I'm, uh, I'm assuming they're not bringing Mike Williams back. I don't think so either. It's been... And then Keenan Allen's getting up in age. Yeah. But do you really? But do you? But do you use that high of a draft pick on a receiver? I mean, they, it's pretty deep with receiver this year. So I mean, it's not like they couldn't get a good weapon. But I, I mean, I don't know what their needs are really. Because well, I mean, their defense is pretty loaded for the most part. Yeah, defense is fine. That's why I say receiver, man. Because um, Keenan Allen's getting old. And like you said, the Mike Williams experiment hasn't worked since he got drafted like seventh overall by them. So I just I think they want another guy opposite of Keenan Allen. I mean, Quentin Johnson might turn into a good pick, maybe, but he still got some development issues, man. But it's some really polished receivers at the top of this draft. So, I mean, like, you're still high enough to get Marvin Harrison if you want him. And I think the way that their offense is – well, actually, I can't say that because their coach is not there anymore. But uh, I think whoever takes over is going to want another option because Keenan Allen is going to be Keenan Allen. He's going to give you 100 catches and some yards, but he's going to be able to make plays throughout the whole season, right? So to keep him from having to go as hard as he goes all the time to really affect the passing game, you got to give him somebody on the other side, man, because that might give him some one-on-ones against other people. So, and I think that's what they drafted Mike Williams to do, but injuries and inconsistent play, you just can't mm -hmm. do that. So, and then, like I said, Quinn Johnson is good, and he could be – like a Ted Ginn type of guy because he's got elite speed and he's tall and long. So mm -hmm. later on, when he develops a little bit more, he could really be a nice deep threat option for you. Then you can slide maybe Keenan Allen if he's still playing. You can slide him into the slot. He can wreak havoc in between linebackers and safeties like he's been doing his whole career. And then maybe you draft a Oduze or you draft a Marvin Harrison Jr., and that can be your number two, who develops into your number one. So that's how I see it in terms of how they would go. But, I mean, you could also go defense, man. I mean, you could – Khalil Max up there in age. So although he looked good, he looked good, like he ain't miss a beat. But you could also go defense. You could go Jared Verse to add another pass rusher with uh, with Joe Sosa. Yep. You could go there. 
You could go Dallas Turner too. Like, which I don't think he's going to be a high first rounder. I, I don't think, think he's going to be that high, but you I never think, know. I think mid first rounder for real. You know, because that's just me. Uh, but you could you could go him. Uh, you could also go um, you could go corner. You know, what I'm saying another corner opposite. I want to say J.C. Jackson. Is he still there? Or is he no? Gone? They traded him back to us. So how would they do that? We got him back. Yeah, well, we got him back, and I was not complaining because he's a freaking beast for us. <laughs> like, because this is the thing. I mean, this happened. It, this happened in the season because something happened, and I googled him, and I said, "Why does it say he's for the Patriots?" I said, "We traded him like that." Oh no, he left in free agency. I'm like, I'm like, well, damn. Well, that seems like a pretty good deal. Cool, we got it back. <laughs> like, I was like, well, they signed him to like a crazy big deal. That's what I was thinking. They must have restructured his contract because you know Bill's not going to overpay for anybody. Yeah, Bill ain't paying nobody. <laughs> it's like it's the same thing when we had Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins had a breakout year, and everybody's like, oh, man, Jamie Collins about to get paid. And Bill's like, nah, you could walk. And he went and played like a couple years somewhere else, didn't do nothing, he came back. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, Richard Seymour too. Richard Seymour was an animal, bro. He wanted to give me, so. But but that's pretty much how, how what I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking they might they could go corner, man. I think I, I like I like Kool Aid. I do, but I don't I don't know I don't know if he's gonna be that high. I think he oh. might be he might be in the same category. Remember Drake Kirkpatrick? Like he snuck in the last, the later part of the first round for the, uh, the Bengals or whatever. That's kind of how I see uh, Kool Aid McKinstry going. I don't think he's this year isn't as deep a corner as it was last year. Last year was really deep at corner. Like the draft had a lot of good guys in the secondary. This year it's like yeah, but not so much. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. But y'all got a nice one too, man. Y'all could go corner because y'all got uh, Gonzalez, huh? Yeah, we took him in the first round last year. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. We won't want to take a corner that high, though. We definitely going quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all yeah, going quarterback. But I mean, like, that's it's definitely be- a position of need, though. Yeah, I would say you need a yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I don't know as far as, like, like, because people are saying, some draft people are saying that y'all should get – Marvin Harrison, but I'm just not sold on it. I don't think so. I think y'all need more speed at receiver than anything else. Uh, but then again, um, another sleeper pick that the like, – I wouldn't think that this would be, like, a smart pick, but I would understand it if the, uh, if the Bears did it. Don't forget about Brock Bowers, man. Don't no, that's who I've seen. That's who I've seen the Chargers keep getting mocked to. They keep mocking Brock Bowers to go to the Chargers. If that happens, I forgot all about that. Oh my gosh, imagine that. Like, yeah. that would be nasty. Like, I'm not comparing him to Jimmy Graham, but like just his explosive plays, like when Jimmy Graham broke out on the scene with the Saints, like that could be a really big thing for Justin Herbert for sure. Like, yeah, that's a big weapon to have, bro. A big weapon, man. That's a bad white boy, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. And he, 
You got stupid speed, <laughs> bro. He just take, he just take the, he just take off. Like he don't even, like, bro. He's he's like, so. he's like Kyle Pitt speed, but like way like bulkier. Yeah, man. Like he just, gosh, he's good, man. He's good. I hated playing him, uh. But like I said, man. And then you got some other picks, like some first round guys that I think. Because right now I'm looking at this Bleacher Report, uh, mock draft. But I see some guys that might sneak up, man. Um, I like Amarius Mims from Georgia. I think uh he might sneak in the top five because he's a big guy, big lineman. Like you, you know, you might be able to use him. You know, somebody in the top five to use a lineman, depending on if the Bears trade it, they might trade up and get a lineman, whoever trades, you know what I'm saying? So you can never have you need that left tackle, man. You know, everybody needs a good left tackle, man. He's pretty good, in my opinion. So uh, I like that. But I wouldn't be surprised, man, because looking at all these teams, right, and we can kind of um, finish up with our college football talk, man. But I'm thinking the the Bears could draft a quarterback, and I wouldn't be mad. The Commanders could draft a quarterback, and I wouldn't be mad. The Patriots need a quarterback, so I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, and then the Cardinals and Chargers really don't need a quarterback. So you could really see three quarterbacks taking one, two, three, in my opinion. It yeah, it all depends on what the Bears do. Exactly. So the ball is in their court, man. Like I said, I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel I like – Don't see it, man. I don't see it either, man. I don't. I think Justin Crazy Fields. Happen, I guess. Yeah, I think Justin Fields had a lot of success these last few years, and he really had no offensive help. But you got DJ Moore, and you saw what happened. So I'm thinking you either go and get him some protection, which I, that's why I'm mm -hmm. thinking you either get uh, Marius Mims, you trade down and get him. Or you get the guy from uh, Penn State. I don't really know his name. But I feel like I'm going with the guy that played in the SEC. And that's just how I feel about it. I think if you're drafting offensive lineman and you got a chance to pick a guy from the SEC, I think that's where you go. So I think they could trade down and get some help for him. I mean, then you still got the number nine pick, which puts you in that space mm -hmm. where you could either go uh, – Malik Neighbors, Oduze, you still got maybe. I don't know. I don't think Marvin Harrison is going to be there. I think somebody's going to pick the best player available, and he might be on their mm -hmm. list. You know what I'm saying? Because they might need a quarterback where the quarterback they got was taken. So, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting, dog, you know, about this whole, uh, this whole thing, man. And shout out to a lot of these players, man. Uh, some Bama players got in here that went to other schools, man. Uh, Kyrie Jackson is slated as a first round pick from uh from Oregon. So shout out to him, man, going to get that bag somewhere else, man. <laughs> so I don't know, we'll see, man. But all right, so we're gonna finish up with this college football talk, man. All right, so we uh. 
already know Nick Saban left, man. So this is like our first really episode. We can really talk about it. Uh, we did some shorts about it uh, in a live stream, too. So, all right. So Nick Saban leaves Alabama, man. So you already know how I feel about it. So I want to know how you feel about it. As a team, as a as a fan of the team on the other side that's beaten Nick Saban and lost to him. Let me hear what you think, man. I, I think if anything I'm going to miss is that competitiveness. I don't know if that rivalry is going to be the same. It, it's just like, man, like, it didn't matter if you had the Mad Hatter. It didn't matter if you had Coach O and you didn't understand what he was saying. It didn't matter if we had Brian Kelly. Like, you knew who you was going to face, whether it was in Tuscaloosa or if it was in Baton Rouge, dude. Like, that rivalry is like the – like, people sleep on it. But in that era, I feel like that rivalry's got to be like one of the greatest rivalries. Like it's just you, it didn't even matter if what the wins and losses were. That game was gonna be the game. Like huh? I think if anything, that's what I'm gonna miss the most is just that environment that and that just that that presence that he carried. Didn't matter what the season was looking like. Didn't matter where it was at. But in that game just it, it was just personified crazy. Uh, I don't know how it's going to shape out, man. Like, uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I think there are going to be some growing pains, but I don't think it's going to be crazy. I don't expect them to go on a run next year and win a national championship, but you never know. College football is crazy. We've seen crazy things happen. Uh, I think they got a good guy for the job. Uh, like me and you said a, a week or so ago, we both thought Dan Lanning was going to take that job. And it didn't happen. And I'm not mad at him for it because it seems like he's trying to create his brand and everything with Oregon. Uh, there were other names. Dabo was in there. Nobody wanted to see that. Uh, <laughs> there were plenty of names in the hat. They were talking about Tommy Reese getting promoted, and I thought that would have been a horrible decision. Uh, not not good for the state if you're from. I think you got to go who Yeah. The next couple of recruiting cycles and stuff, what'll happen? But I mean, I'll miss Nick Saban. I will. I'll, I'll miss that competitiveness. I'll miss those rivalries. I'll miss those games. But it's an end of an era, man. Like a lot of older older cats, they're gone. There younger coaches and NIL and transfer portal, and Alabama is gonna be okay. No, nah, no, nah, man, I agree, man. I, I think gonna be some growing pains for sure. Um, but I do think that uh, it was time for a change. I feel like um, it's a new a new philosophy need to be in there. Now, I do think the inner workings of everything was going to be tough uh, because it was a standard that Nick Saban made everybody play to. But I think now, offensively, it's going to be a different philosophy. won't be up and down as much as it was before. Um, I think we're going to score a lot of points. I look forward to that. Um, for real, I look forward to being able to score a lot of points, man. And one thing about Washington, they put the they put the football in the end zone, man. And um, their defense played with effort. 
I think defensive coordinator is going to be an interesting hire uh, because I believe we got a guy from uh, Southern Alabama or something like that. But he's 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 a dude, though. It's not like a guy like we just came out of nowhere like Pete Golden. Like, dude's a, a dude. Like, he was really with his players, and he had some energy with him. And uh, I like that about it. Like, uh, I like Kevin Steele, but he's a little long in the tooth, man. Like, he was cool. He's like that cool substitute teacher, man. Let you do what you want to do. Just don't get in trouble. That's kind of what Kevin Steele was. But this guy... It's like, uh, uh, gosh, man, remember Coach Bitter? Remember Coach Bitter from uh, HJH? <laughs> yeah, that that's mm -hmm. what that's what that's what dude is, man. So I think he's gonna be really good uh, for us. So I think the standard's gonna be there, but it's a fresh fresh start, man. I mean, you get new guys to come in, and then maybe some guys that um weren't getting a lot of playing time because maybe Nick Saban was kind of being kind of favoritism a little bit about it. I think he going to, uh, the board's going to be like, you know what? Why didn't you use this guy? He has to play and we could definitely use him right now. So I think it's a, it's a new vision on the team and I'm excited, man. I just want to know what we're going to do at quarterback. That's my biggest concern. I don't care about linemen. I don't care about none of the skilled players because I know under the right understanding, anything's going to work on defense, anything. Like, I don't even know if we're going to run the same defense for real. So that could be something new, you know. So, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what we do at quarterback. And because although I'm a Jalen Miro supporter, man, if I'm a new coach, I want to do my own thing. That's just how I feel. I want to find a guy that's going to give me the most success I can have in year one. Because I don't want to just start the guy that did real good last year, man. I just want to find a guy that's going to suit my system. I don't want to have to conform my system around this guy. And I feel like that's what we did last year. You know what I'm saying? We knew Jalen couldn't run the offense that Tommy Reese or Nick Saban wanted to run, so they had to make him a little more comfortable. But I feel like um, you're going to do that with everybody, and I understand that, but I do want to see uh, – I want to see more effect down the field, intermediate throws to attack a defense to the point where they can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And if that's Jalen Miro, cool, man. If it's not, that's also cool. But I just want to know what we're going to do at quarterback, man. Because last season it seemed like we were struggling on offense at times. And then, you know, Jalen will do some of his Houdini stuff, and it will be cool. But, you know, playing against a good team in the playoffs, you saw what happened, you know. Like when they don't do nothing different and stop you when they base defense, you know, you can't have that. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to attack them to make them change their defense, man. So um, that's how I feel, man. So I, I'm I'm a Mr. Guy, but I'm kind of glad Nick Saban left because it was a lot of stuff. Like, we left a lot of meat on the bones the last few years. And it's not because of – it's not because of, like, him. It's just – well, it is because of him. Because it's some of his philosophies that 
he just didn't want to break. You know, instead of starting guys because they were better, you start guys because they got more experience, man. And sometimes that's not the way to go, in my opinion, man. If a dude is better than a starter, he's going to make mistakes, but he's going to make a whole lot of good plays, too, you know? And when you think about that, a lot of people, you know, would agree that sometimes there's some favoritism there. And that's not okay, you know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of dudes transfer. Now, some dudes transfer, it was because they just couldn't cut it, right? But some dudes that transferred was really good players that he didn't want to play because he felt like the players had more experience and that made them a better player. And I don't think so, man. And this whole thing about, like, starters playing on special teams, bro, certain dudes shouldn't be on special teams. I'm sorry. Like, you want to create a culture that – under that, and I understand that. I'm not really knocking it. I'm just saying as a fan, I hate it. Like, Derrick Henry on special teams, you got to be kidding me. No way Derrick Henry should have been on special teams. No way. You know what I'm saying? Now, if this player is affecting the game like uh, Eddie Jackson did on special teams, then okay. But if he has no value on special teams, there's no way he should be on special teams. Save those those uh snaps for what he does best. And that's one thing I hated about what Nick Saban do. It just irked me. So there's some things that I'm looking forward to seeing change as a fan. There's certain things I'm going to miss. But those are a few things that I really want to see different. You know, and I think Kalen DeBoer changing it up, not keeping a lot of the staff around. Is a good thing. He bringing in his own staff, man. It's almost like a cleanse, almost. So it's like, all right, we're going to start over fresh. Some good players here, but I want to use them in my my vision because I'm pretty sure he saw a lot of meat on the bones last season, man. Don't get me wrong. Isaiah Bond was going to be good with us, but if Jalen Milrow was there, I guarantee that had a lot to do with it. So we'll see, man. I'm not sold on – I think that when the transfer portal opens up in spring, it's going to be a whole different ball game, bro, whole different. Like, people sleeping on, you know, like, oh, everybody leaving Bama. Okay, well, them players that just left and went to other schools, the player that they replacing is going to be in the transfer portal. So guess where they might want to go? Oh, man, Bama seems like it's wide open. Let me go play. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a, they think, oh, man, it's over. Bama's stealing all their players. No, it's not. Because when spring come and they know they ain't going to start, they're going to want to leave, and they're going to go right to Bama. You know, so I, I'm not really worried about it. I just know it's going to be a lot more players on the team affecting next season than right now. Right now, everybody's leaving because they don't know. They just going off a of reaction. Oh, I'm not playing. I don't want to play here. All right. That's cool. When you start adding up that transfer portal, when the spring come around, that's it. <laughs> You're going to change everybody. Like, oh, Bama's back. I'm like, nah, bro. Don't say that. Don't say that now. Because everybody was saying, oh, they done. They done. I'm like, all right. Wait till all them people fall into Alabama's lap. And then you can just start picking off who you want. I'm telling you. Telling you, it's a, that's why I'm not really I don't have no expectations right now because the team is not even fully in order. At least the staff isn't. 
you know, once we stop worrying about administrative stuff and get to football, that's when I start giving my expectations. Because right now it's in flux. People leaving, going, he ain't got the staff together. But as far as him, uh, Kevin, Kalen DeBoer, I like it. So that's my whole thing right now. That's my spiel on it, man. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but we uh, got into some good stuff today, man. We got into some great conversation, man. Hopefully I got a better record in the playoffs than you this week. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but Ravens to the Super Bowl, hashtag it, is going down. <laughs> Lamar party starts now, and we're going to try to get it done, man. Hopefully, hopefully you get a Super Bowl, man. That'd be really cool, man. So, uh, Lamar winning Super Bowl, which is what he wanted to do when he got drafted. So, hopefully we can get it done because it's a good team, bro. Really good team. So, uh, but before we get up out of here, man, anything you gotta say, man? Yeah, thank you guys for all the support. We've been kind of slowing down a little bit, but the shorts haven't slowed down, so we do really appreciate all the feedback and stuff with the shorts. Uh, we'll keep pumping them out. Uh, we'd really appreciate if you guys really check out the videos, man. Like, we put a lot of work and like research and just stuff to where you guys could really get some good, informative discussions. But, man, we appreciate anything. If you guys are feeling shorts, we're going to do shorts. We're still going to make videos. But, you know, I guess it's just time of the year, whatever's going on, whatever, whatever. But we're thankful. Uh, if you guys aren't subscribed, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Hit your bell notification so you don't miss when we have any new videos, shorts. Uh, if you like pro content, we got pro content. We have college. We have shorts. We have discussions. We have what ifs. We have all kinds of stuff like that. So definitely check us out. If you're more of an audio guy, like you said earlier, don't forget to search Football Frame of Mind, whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all that good stuff. When you're working out at the gym, when you're driving, pop it in, listen to it, whatever, whatever. Uh, like you said earlier, we have a Shopify with a cool hoodie. We'd like to try to add some stuff in there. We'd really appreciate it if you guys would leave comments on the video shorts or even leave feedback on the website to give us an idea of what you guys would like as well. Uh, we're just going to keep doing these reactions doing all kinds of shorts, all these crazy news and stuff going on. Keep watching the videos, though, because we're keeping track of wins, losses, predictions, and stuff like that. And once the NFL season's over with, we can start getting into all that other cool stuff. We're going to do that draft video, that uh, fantasy draft video we never got to put out. We're going to do that. Uh, yeah. Tons of draft conversations, tons of recruiting, all kinds of stuff like that. So if you guys aren't subscribed, please subscribe. Check out all the content, and you will not be disappointed. And thank you so much. All right, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Uh, hey, I'm Cam. That's Brandon. It's a football frame of mind podcast. Signing off.